Five. Welcome Four. to Sunday service, Sunday service. where we channel the heart the of God. <laughs> What's up, dude? What up? <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Sunday service episode two. We've upgraded. We've got, as you can tell, we've upgraded. One of these boom, boom, boom mics, boom mics, boom stands, some quality mics. We got some quality camera angles, if you can tell. Which allows me to stay in my position of comfort and Stefan as well. Yeah, we're not crammed together <laughs> like the first one, dude. Dude, I, I had know. my knee just scrunched up on your chair. It was nice though. We're growing quickly. Just thousands of so listeners already. <laughs> well, but dude, that's. But honestly, though, on that, that is why I love that you're doing this. Is because it's again like selfish. It's selfish fun. independency it, to completely, which we talked about last time. And now, of course, we do what we say. So action, behold. Um, yeah, you said you had some things. Yeah, let's dive right into it. This <laughs> what dude, what's funny? And I was telling this to you earlier in the kitchen. I thought this podcast was going to be super stupid and like not the idea of it, but like playful, stupid, like joking yeah. around. And it's actually gone rather deep, rather quickly, which again, doesn't surprise me because those are actually our real conversations behind the curtain. Right. All our conversations are super deep. So I wanted to piggyback more off of adversity. And I see people, family, friends, people I know going through it right now. And it actually doesn't surprise me. It makes sense. It's like people have been living lives for so long that are just inauthentic or maybe aren't serving them. So things are starting to come to the surface. So my first question was, especially in this Utah culture, approaching adversity, like if you're going through a divorce, if someone's going through an affair, if someone just lost a, a parent or a sibling, it's so taboo to approach that type of trauma. So from your perspective, if someone is going through adversity, how do you approach that? How do you support them and hold space, like from an outsider's perspective? Just leave them where they're at. <laughs> Suffer. <laughs> good <laughs> luck. No, I think that's a good point. I, I remember it, it's hard for me to, to kind of like pinpoint what you should or should. But I can at least give experience. How yeah. Experience. Like, for example, when Paige passed away, I mean, I was in high school. I was just about to turn it. And it's so funny because people come up to you, right? And they're just so weird. They're yeah. so weird, dude. So the ones that I appreciated the most were the ones that like pretended like nothing had even happened. Really? Yep. The ones I that thought you were going to say the opposite. No, because I got that so much, right? Because everyone knows that it's happened, right? But I mean opposite in the sense of more direct. Like, hey, Stefan, I know that you just lost your sister. And all I can say is I'm sorry. Yeah, I appreciated that. But then it leaves, like, unless, unless they're a person that can, like, get over that kind of, like, that, mm. that hard impact of a statement, right? Like, hey, your sister just died. Yeah. I'm so sorry about that. All right, let's move on and, and be normal now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know? yeah, like, no, so this is helpful because I would have expected the opposite answer. No, because I think that because I had so much of that, right? Mm. So much of, hey. It's like, fuck you. Like, I'm good. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, or I'm not good. Like, how do you think? And you talking to me isn't going to help it. Right. Yeah. Right. Unless yeah. it was, I mean, unless it was someone really close, like you, right? Yeah. If, we, if we had it, I mean, back then we weren't near as close. 
are now. But like, if we had been, and you'd come up to me and be like, Steph, man, like that would have meant the world to me. Yeah. And it would have been really important for me to have too. But I think that that's important only certain level relationship yeah. with that person. Okay, I agree. Right? So like, you know, I had, I had people I didn't even know coming out of the woodworks at high school. Like, hey, how are you, big guy? You know, like, and you, you get that feeling that <laughs> and it's And you like, just know. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, well, and it just, it creates such an awkward situation because you're just, that's how people see you now. Mm. Is the kid that had his sister pass away in a tragic accident. Not, yeah. not the, uh, the goofy kid with the, with the long blonde hair and, yeah. you know, and the kid that everyone thought was smoking weed. <laughs> Everyone thought I smoked. Never touched it. Never even touched it. (laughs) Never had a sip of alcohol, except for like my mom's drink when we were in like Disneyland, right? Like took a little sip and I was like, that's kind of nasty, right? Like I was like the goodest kid ever. Shout out to to Natalie. That's my mama. (laughs) Name drop. No last names. No, my last name's Grant. Yeah, we will keep all names confidential, as you can tell in this podcast. (laughs) The best thing, dude, is that when we our first podcast the failed miserably and we dropped so many names we shouldn't have <laughs> we dropped so, well not only dropped names that we were talking about probably things we shouldn't have been talking Sensitive about too. stuff that shouldn't have left this container and we recorded it live we're like hey that's good we'll send but fortunately your voice was uh, but um yeah that's sorry, that no no it's not a side it's really good advice because it's so common and i think adversity is happening more I mean, this is just my perception. It seems like it's happening more often. At least I'm hearing more about it. And so this then becomes like an actual skill set and technique of like when others around you are going through it, you know, what role do you play in that? Yeah, I think that uh, maybe it comes down to that, right? Maybe it's one of those things where it's like you need to know what level of closeness you have. If you don't know where you stand, then yeah, maybe... Just well, that's your it. answer right there. Yeah. If you don't know where you're standing in a relationship with someone, you're probably not that close. Yeah, so you should just treat them like them. But I do remember, I, we talked about this in the first episode that we didn't put out because the audio was crap, but I remember that moment where when I was going through my divorce, but because I didn't know how to handle that level of stuff, like I was kind of pawning it off and just being like, yeah, like other people are going through it worse, like other people have it worse. Oh, yeah. And you being like, no, like this is your worst. Like, don't downgrade what you're going through because of others' experiences. Like, yeah. it, it doesn't make it less. No. Um, and I've always, that's always stuck with me of like, oh, yeah, people who are going through it, there's no comparison. Their worse is their worse. Yeah. So. I mean, we can watch crazy movies that Hollywood puts out or whatever corporation, right? Yeah. And if it's like a badass movie, it's there's lots of drama. It doesn't compare. Yeah. I think it's easy to, like, kind of have that fantasy, right? Where it's like, oh, so but it's like you don't know what that worst literally walked foot by foot mm. so if, if your worst is what you've tread pretty bad yeah <laughs> it sucks yeah why do you feel like so many people are going through it right now i was actually i'm glad that you said that because i was gonna i was gonna say the same thing like, i was I just wonder, thinking about that because well, i wonder if it's statistically speaking right is there like a is there like a percentage of tragedies that happen in a certain period of people's lives right like 25 to 35 that's when people get the shitter mm. right that's when like midlife crisis happens maybe there's something to that right because you and i are in that kind of midlife oh well, i guess 
There is Wait, 20s, um, early 30s. Is that midlife? Yeah. They, well, they're to add a little, you know, fairy, dairy, hippy dippy stuff into it mm. from an, an astrological perspective. There's something called Saturn's return. Um, and this they have measured like in like horoscope stuff. Yeah, well, it's based on basically how you were born. There's this planet Saturn that governs certain energies of people. And when it returns or goes in retrograde, it basically forces you into a crisis. But it hits at the same time. It goes in intervals of 27. It hits at the same time for every person. So when you hit... Wait, intervals of 27? Years. Years? So when you hit about 27 and a half to 28 years old, you hit your Saturn return. And it lasts till you're about 30. So if you look statistically at people from about 27, 28 to 30, it's what's known as the Saturn return, where you're forced to basically look at your weak side or like your dark side and things start to come up so you can face them. So you can like Ooh, become stronger and step more time. fully into who you are in it. So it's, yeah. it's a real thing, Saturn's return. And then it happens again 27 years later. So I'm sure there's other stuff to it at play. Um but I'm I'm seeing it more often around me. I'm just seeing people collapse. I'm seeing people lose their jobs. I'm seeing marriages fall apart left and right. Well, that's what I mean. Like I wonder if like, that's I wonder if that's our age, right? Because I like you look at like um, my parents right now. A lot of their a lot of friends of theirs are dying. Mm, right. Yeah. I don't know why I'm laughing at that. But. <laughs> uh, I, I see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? I see. Like, like, and because I, we're in that range, we're noticing it more. Yes. Yeah. That's what that's what I think maybe is happening. I could be totally wrong because uh, and we just went through COVID, right? And yeah. that obviously is a huge factor of people and their own mental and emotions coming to surface. They have to, right? Like, yeah. I mean, how many, oh my goodness, I was speaking with, uh, with Carrie about this. There, there's so many friends we know, or at least that she knows. Um, she has, but she, she Mysterious. <laughs> Bro, she was saying though, how like some of these friends when they went into quarantine with their husband or their wife, mm. that's when shit hit the fan, right? Because they don't have their like normal daily activities. They're stuck at home. And so then all that shit boils to the surface and they have to face, you know, face yeah. the music. How many times have we said face the music? Face the music of face God's it. wrath. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, I do know that like, and it's sad, but like domestic abuse cases went up by like yeah, 400% or something. Childhood abuse, like childhood, child abuse. Um, so yeah, I think COVID, and that's why I think like part of it is our range we're in, but there's also more to it. You add in COVID and then what comes to my mind, which we've always wanted to dive into is religion. I see we grew up in a very Mormon community, LDS community, and I think it plays a big part. I'm seeing people leave left and right or going through certain faith crises because what they grew up in is no longer that anymore. And so that then adds another layer to people's lives crumbling because if you start to have a faith crisis, we're talking like your whole belief system, your whole life is built on that. Your whole identity is built yeah, on like religion absolutely. if you were it's raised found, in it. It's the foundation. I mean, that's at least for how we were raised. It, yeah. it's, religion is your foundation. It's your life. You build, build, you, build, upon, build your house upon the rock. Yeah. Right? And I think that that's, that's totally what's happening. Um, I had a friend when I was younger, probably, yeah, probably around 17 or 18. What's his um, first and last name? <laughs> Dude, honestly, we'll probably have him on the podcast. But no, he he's a stud, but like during that time, he's like he's like, dude, he's like, 
I, and at the time I was like questioning a lot of stuff. Paige had just passed away. Like I was starting to kind of like, I was, that was like the breaking point for me. Right. It was like, I'm either going to go off the deep end probably, or I'm going to go on a mission. Mm. Like that's how I saw it. It was very yeah. binary in my mind. But, yeah. And that's just kind of how things uh, looked at the time. But my friend was like, Hey, like one thing that's crazy about religion. Like I, I truly believe in the next 10, 15, years, there won't be religion. Mm. At least, you know, how we know it institutionally, right? And I was like, that's bullshit. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, no, he's like, for real. He's like, I, I think that because of where we're heading with information and everyone has access to information mm. online, it's like, everyone's going to see the truth. Everyone's yeah. going to see, you know, these one-to-one ratios of things that just don't add up. And then they, they go and they dig a little bit and discover the truth. And they're like, oh, Right? Mm-hmm. And that's where that foundation is shattered and you have that life turn up down maybe late twenties or thirties. Yeah. Talking about. I think that's what I think that's what we're seeing, right? Is there's so much information online that there's not much that you can really hide anymore. And right. if you're an institution and you're trying to hide it, more people like you and me are like, Well, why the fuck are they hiding that? Yeah. Why would you hide this? Why wouldn't you come out and say, Yeah, this is what happened, but this is why it happened. Yeah. Like, and regardless of whether it's good or bad, right? Mm-hmm. Like, take, take the chance to be honest. Because people, people crave honesty. If they think you're being truthful, if they think you're being real, like, that's important to people, whether they like to admit that or not. Yeah. So I think, I, th- I think that's kind of what's happening. But at the same time, I think there's a lot that can be said about finding truth in that regard to substantiate that foundation yeah. you built in religion as well. So I think it can go both ways. I think it just depends on what's well, and I think everything is really, if you look at nature and how nature works, nature is perfectly built on equilibrium. It will always balance itself out, right? So if, like, we could never actually really destroy the earth. Like, it will, no matter how toxic it gets or start to die off, something will adjust in nature to adapt and bring it back to, like, an equilibrium. It has for millions and millions of years. And so right now, I think we're, we're going through this like spiritual purging of anything that is unhealthy is being brought to the surface so it can be relooked at and rehealed. And that's going to include any dishonesty and that's going to include a lot of fear. And what I start to notice is that like people aside, religion aside, if you look at any institution, most of these structures were built on fear and they still are. And anything built on fear eventually falls apart because it's not sustainable. And so I think not only are we starting to see these fear structures fall apart, but we're also starting to see all this dishonesty and things that try to be hidden, be purged to the surface. And again, like not that it's good or bad. It's just, it's almost an evolutionary process. Like it, it has to be brought up. It is like, it's not good or bad. It is. <laughs> and it's, and, but it's going to take everyone through an individual crisis of like, Whoa, if yeah. I believe this for X amount of years and now that's been questioned, now what and how do i navigate that and i think a lot of people are going through that on a religious level on a marriage level on a family level i think you're right i think you are and and i think oh man that's why probably so many people are there's a lot there's a lot but what's funny is the the solution is so simple it's I, I think it's like allowing the space for all of this to come up and be like, what is no longer serving me? You know, yeah. these things are coming up for a reason. And like, maybe they're emotions I've repressed. Maybe they're things I'm avoiding. But like, 
whatever is being brought to the surface, let me have the courage to look at it and hold space for it and like love it, not judge it as good or bad, and then move beyond it. And I think we're trying so hard to turn our head, take some pills, like watch some more porn or have more sex or like take more drug. Like yeah. we're doing anything to like push well, it even back down. I, I want to say not even to that extreme too. It could be something as little as like something very infinitesimal compared to sex or drugs, right? One that just, you can hide from anything. Well, one that just came simple. to my mind is actually overproductivity. Working. Yes. Like, let me work more hours. Let me make more money. Let me do. Eating too much. Let me bury myself just deeper into this escapism, which the thing you're doing isn't necessarily bad in and of itself, but it's like, why are you doing it? Yeah. What are you using to escape, basically? Yeah. Like what there, are you escaping from? If there's any, like, if there's any moment where you're feeling some type of emotional distress and you find yourself gravitating towards some type of yeah. activity, yeah. you know, you know something's going on. Yeah. You're, there's something you're hiding from. And whether, totally. whether you know what it is or not, more than likely what's happening. That's your subconscious kicking in and right. trying to protect right. you. Which is why we're in a culture of snowflakes where everyone's offended <laughs> because we've never actually trained our bodies to take in the uncomfortable and just sit with it and look at it and be like, why am I feeling uncomfortable? Why am I scared? Why am I getting offended? Why is this person triggering me? Like, it's something in me. It has nothing to do with anyone else. Yeah. It's something in me that's off balance, that's not at ease anymore. Dude, but that's that's what's so hard, right? People, it's so hard for it's so hard for you to look into the. Yeah. It's so hard. Yeah. Like, I mean, for anybody, like no matter who you are, to try and like say that you're wrong. Yeah. I'm wrong about that. Yeah. You were right. How often does that happen with with genuine, sincere, like yeah, contrite spirit? There's, that doesn't happen very often, man. <laughs> it, you know? Well, in religion, it does. Yeah, that's why we should go to church. Welcome to Sunday service. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, I down. agree. It's and that's why it's such a beautiful purging as well because it's like I look at it from the perspective of like a god or universe, and it's like. I am trying to make you guys better. I'm trying to help you live a happier life. But you got to face these things first that you've buried. Yeah, I'm God speaking. <laughs> you should no, always assume you should always assume God's speaking through me. <laughs> but it's like he's saying like I'm trying to help you here. I know this is uncomfortable. I know it hurts. But like if you can just push through it and I brought this up I think last time that like collectively they compare it to we're going through the womb right now. We're being birthed into a new light. But as the baby pushes through the womb, it gets tighter and tighter and tighter. And anything that is not analogy. of the baby gets basically ripped off. And it's yeah. it's a painful process because you're getting tighter and tighter, but then you expand into the new the, the new light. Yeah. And that's what we're going through of like anything that doesn't serve you anymore, that's not a hundred percent authentic to you, is being stripped away. And the more you try to fight it, the more painful it gets. Yeah. Um, I feel like you just described stress test. Yeah, right. basically like, what it is. You you stress tests on a lot of different computer, computer, your spouse. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I'm thinking like material things. I'm sure they stress test like wood. I know they do it for metal. Oh, engineering, too, right? dude. Yeah, yeah structures, right. bridges. So. I mean, that's basically what you're doing as an individual. You got to you got to put yourself through the stress test, and you it's going to be painful. As well. you yeah, do it. Right? It's the uh, 
refiner's fire, yeah. so to speak. And, and I think that the only way you can go through the refiner's fire is if you put yourself. Yeah. And can't be forced. I mean, you, you could be forced, but at that point, it's, it's through fear, probably. Yeah. Right? It's fear-based. It's an appendage of fear, right? Yeah. Whether it be anger. Because anger is fear, right? Yeah. Anger is fear. What else is based around? There, there's a lot of different like appendages of emotions that are basically trickled down from fear. Ego. Ego is from Ego. fear, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It's your defense mechanism. And so, yeah. yeah, I think that's that's what it is. You You essentially need to step up to the plate and go through the pain. Well, that's what's so funny is that it, I see it as we're being prepared for more power, more greatness, but you have to be able to hold that weight in like, there, there's actually a quote that says, heavy is the head that wears the crown, right? So like, it's, it's one thing to put the crown on your head as the king or the queen, but the weight that comes with that, like, like most Frodo's people, ring. Yeah, like most people, and it's a beautiful analogy because most people, yeah. it will break them. So then you have to be prepared little by little to bear that weight. And I don't mean weight in the sense of like, heaviness and it's hard but like just responsibility it's yeah. power power and the lead that's what the world needs right now is leaders who have grown into that power who are incorruptible all right that's a whole nother ball game because <laughs> 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 dude yeah, like, look, uh, look at our leaders look at pretty much every leader just entered <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, it's true i there, there's something around that right now, I feel like, where certain leaders are being prepared in the world, but that are incorruptible. It's the only way that our society can change. We need people yeah. in, in positions of power who are incorruptible. Right. Um, and then, it's so hard. But then that begs the question, yeah, how, how is that done? And I think that's what the stress test is. Well, I, I, ho- I hope, and I'm, I'm very cautiously optimistic, to be true. I am naively optimistic. <laughs> it's a good balance. <laughs> no, I think I, but I, I think that, I think you're right, and I, I just hope so badly that that's that's where things, because I can yeah. right now I do feel like we're at a hinge. Right, this is a hinge I, I ag- point. I agree with you. It could go either way. It could. it could go either way, and I just I I hope that it obviously goes positive direction. Yeah, and that's hard too, right? Like because there's obviously tons of nuance. Like it's not binary as much as we, as human, like we as humans like to place it as binary, good versus evil, right? That's just not the case. Yeah. I mean, there's always a little bit of grease to make the end run, right? So it's tough to specifically say what that future looks like to be optimistic about, but I think you're right. I, I hope that conversations like this, freedom of speech, right? Like continues to be a thing where people are questioning with boldness or communicating because I mean, with social media and all these different things, I think it goes either way. You, yeah. you, either, you either plug in and tune out, plug in and tune in, right? Yeah. I really think that's the case. Yeah. And I, you can see people that are doing both, or, or either or, right? There, yeah. There's the individuals that plug in and they totally tune in. They're just, their mind is just mush with all these different types of distractions on yeah. And there's the ones that are plugging in and they're tuning in, right? They're, yeah. they're having the conversations, they're listening to the conversations, they're engaged, nourishing their mind. Yeah. Well, I, I, that's, I'm going to share a story. 
agree with you. I Star. think uh, I'm going to share a story and experience that actually changed my whole belief system and made me start to really gamble on humanity, like bet on humanity and be like, I, th- I think like we're going to, like, yeah, like be like, I think we're actually going to pull through. Like if you put humanity to the test, I'm going to choose to believe that there's more inherent good than not. And I think we'll make the right decision. And what changed my mind was when I went and lived with the homeless, dude. So I lived 50 days with the homeless. It was somewhat intentional, but also non-intentional. I know some of this story. We'll, we'll this get, story. yeah, I'll do the details maybe more deeply in another episode. But basically, before living with the homeless, I had a very jaded lens of the world. Uh, didn't really trust anybody and was also deep into conspiracy as well at the time. Just thinking the world's going to burn. The world's ran by just a bunch of elite Satanists that <laughs> sacrifice babies. Like that was like the world. And the hard thing is that like most of it was actual like truth. Things were yeah. happening in the world like that. But then when I went and lived with the homeless, being on the streets for 50 days, I saw strangers come out of the woodworks that would just help me for no reason. It would. I hit. I ended up hitchhiking over like 1,100 miles, right, from Oregon basically down to Los Angeles, and people that had nothing, other homeless people, would take me in, would give me what they had. Random strangers would give me rides. People would come up to me, like, so basically, what was this unpredictable journey turned into basically 50 days of the universe serving Talon Barney to change his mindset of the world. That's literally what it was. And I left that experience with a completely different lens and being like, wow, like people are actually good. Like it's just people have been hurt. People have gone through a lot of shit. People have gone through a lot of trauma. So it's jaded them. But like beneath that, they're good people. And that really actually changed my mindset. And so ever since then, now I'm like, I always choose, even though it could go either way, I always choose. I'm like, no, it's, I think it's going to work out. Like I, I'm going to bet on humanity here. Dude, I, I think you're right. Um, I do think that people to their core, for the most part, and there's definitely those that don't. Yeah, trust but, me, there's some bad apples. But I think but bringing I think, it back to your point, that's the purpose of like a stress test. Because like under pressure, people show their true colors. So it's like people are really being pressured right now to be like, okay, hey, which one do you choose? Do you choose the good wolf or do you choose the bad wolf? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. No, and I think that just to highlight, I mean, that story, you told me some of that story, which is incredible. Yeah, it's a crazy story. I'd lo- and I'd love to dissect that more Yeah, because it's, it's pretty wild. It's Especially a wild Especially because you definitely could have died. <laughs> Dude, there, at the rest there stop. was multiple days where I <laughs> actually the rest stop is what I'm talking about. Yeah, when you're literally in the middle of nowhere. You know what's funny? And I pride <laughs> myself on my relationship with death. Like I don't fear death. Right. But in that moment, when I actually thought like, I was oh, gonna shit. die, <laughs> I was like, "This is not how I thought it was gonna turn out." <laughs> well, and it's probably even worse because you were alone. I was completely alone, completely in isolation. No one knew. Like it was. Yeah, it was a. It was a deep moment. What a defining moment. And I think totally. that goes back to, I mean, that, that proves what I was just trying to theorize, right? Is that you have to put yourself in it. Yeah. You do. I mean, maybe not to that extreme, right? I think yeah. some people do need it. Like, you probably needed that. I did need know? it, yeah. But there's, there's some individuals that maybe don't need to do that extreme, but they do need to look internally and face the music. Face that the one. music. <laughs> Is do. that going to be the mantra of this right? podcast? Well, because I said it a million times in the last podcast. Sunday and I'm service. Still saying it. Face the music. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. 
Yeah, no, but I, it's true. I, I think that you do. You, you got to be willing, right? It's the attitude. You attitude know. determines altitude. I'll say that a million. I, I believe it's that. truth. It, you, you, totally. You choose. You really do. And, and there's a lot going on out in the world right now where people feel like you don't. Yeah. I'm here to tell you. Choose. Hey, people. You do. Choose. I mean, you have the power. I mean, there's some definite shitty situations, right? Like, I'm not going to refute that. And, if, and I don't blame people that are in those right. situations to, to come out of it feeling, feeling them. Feeling victimized. Victimized. Yeah, feeling um, like life's not fair. Or like, um, listen, there are people that just get bad lots in life. Yes. They're, it's true. But, but like... Coming back to, there's a book by Viktor Frankl, Man's Search for Meaning. I mean, he was in the Holocaust, survived through the Holocaust, like gnarly condition, the worst of the worst. And his, the whole premise of the book is that like, listen, even in the worst of the worst, you choose your reaction and you choose how you frame that experience. So ultimately you are always in choice. Like you create your own reality. You may not yeah, choose the circumstances, but you will choose how you react to those circumstances. That's exactly like you can't, yeah. right. You can't choose what happens to you, but you choose how you. Yeah. You know? And I mean, I, I've seen that out of real experience, right? Like a prime example, I keep going back to this cause it was the biggest tragedy I've ever experienced. Yeah. My little sister, right. And, um, I could, I'll never forget this. And I, I remember it so well, just because I didn't do what I should have done, <laughs> you know, like yeah. what I should have done. Right. Yeah. But there was this teacher, um, she, she pulled me aside. Right. So this, this is probably like, I should probably give some backstory here. So I played football, loved it. Like just love to get out there and tear shit up. Yeah. Right. Cause I had just, my parents had gotten divorced. Like, <laughs> There was some anger there that needed to be let oh, out. Yeah, dude. And it felt great because it was legal. Yeah. <laughs> no, but for real. So like seventh well, grade. Well, a very healthy channel to let it right, out through. Right, yeah. Right. And I, I didn't want to hurt others. It was more mm. so like you wanted to hurt yourself in a way. Yeah. I don't know how to. Like, I get that. You know what I'm saying? Like you, I do, yeah. Like you. Anyway, that's that's something else we can dissect. But yeah, seventh, eighth, ninth grade, my parents were going. It's finally. I, I had a lot of anger. Yeah. Essentially. Um. But basically, senior year, right? It's your year. As a football player, as any sports player, senior year is your year. Yeah. Right? It's your year to be that starter. Even if you even if you got benched, you know, like if you weren't that good, you at least yeah. in your senior year, you're gonna have some some fun. Yeah. So senior year, I was excited. I was starting both ways, right? Offense and defense. Um it was it was a good it was a good little situation for me. First game that we have rolled my ankle. Like oh, busted geez. it up, dude. And then um I was out of the game for probably four weeks, right? For it to heal. Cause it was a it was a bad ankle sprain. I won't go into the details how it happened because it's kind of rough. But <laughs> anyway, what I'm trying to get at here is that leading up to Paige's death, um, because she died in September, it was like September 8th. And so we had had maybe three or four games up to that point. And I was gonna return and play football that week after. Like, so she died and the week after was when I was going to actually go back and start playing football again because my ankle mm. was starting to heal. But then she died and I stopped playing football. I was like, fuck life, fuck everything, right? I, I just yeah. isolated, isolated hard. Because I, again, like we talked about last time, I just didn't have anybody. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is that 
this teacher, she pulled me aside and I hadn't been going to practice. I hadn't been going to the games, right? Like all my teammates that relied on me, you know, cause I was, I was starter fullback, right? I had the ball a lot mm-hmm. and uh, that sucked for them. Right. But anyway, this, this teacher was like, Hey, Steph, why aren't you playing? Why aren't you playing games right now? I was like, well, I was like, I, uh, my ankle's still kind of sore and you know, it's just been kind of hard. Like just giving her every excuse in the book. Yeah. She's like, Stefan, she's like, you could really make this special. You could, you could basically put your sister on your back, you know, or on, put her name on your, mm. on your shoulder. You could make this about her. You could turn this season around. You could have an incredible season. Teammates, right? They'll look up to you. You charge onto that, onto that field in the name of your sister and win those games. Right. Oh, that's powerful. I'm getting chills talking about it. I got chills, yeah. But I was so numb when she told me that, dude. I was like, yeah, totally. Cool cool story. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. Cool. I'll get on that. Four games go by. I didn't go to any of them, right? So obviously I regret that. But at the time, Mm -hmm. dude, I didn't, I had no direction. I didn't have anybody to like, that that was close to me to pull me aside, right? Because she, she was a teacher, right? Like she's an acquaintance at best. Somebody that I smooths over to try and get a good grade, right? But dude, let I gotta put an emphasis on that. Like, shout out to that teacher, absolutely, who didn't have to do that. No, who probably questioned it. Maybe I don't know before she did it. Of like, is this my place? Do I like step in and say something? And maybe she didn't. Maybe that's just purely her soul. But like, shout out to her for like exactly. having the courage to say something, no matter which direction it went. Absolutely, right. Because well, after that she happened, she was probably just like, oh, well, that didn't go anywhere. But now, years later, yeah. you recounting this story, it had an impact. It had a huge impact. It had an and impact. I, I mean, I was just a selfish teenager, too. I mean, we're talking, I just turned 18. Right? Oh. I mean, that, that comes with a lot of adolescent bullshit. And plus, my, my dad was well off. It's not like I had a rough life. Yeah. You know, so I was a spoiled brat. But like, yeah, she was incredible to to have pulled me aside and, and say that. And it's just too bad that that didn't go. I can't remember what I was where I was going with that. What were we talking about before? Because there's I a reason know, why it was a great story. story. I think because we're talking about refiner's fire, right? We're talking about all sorts of different. Oh uh, well, we and we were talking about like restoring faith in humanity of how like um, coming back around like ultimately i think it will work out for the better and people they will go through this stress test and people will pick let's call it the dark side but like i think most people under that pressure will finally some light will go off and they'll be like you know what i'm more than this yeah i'm more capable and they'll start to remember who they are and step more into that power um and examples like this teacher are stories that like empower us to be like no, humanity actually is good. And if we can all raise our voices and be authentic and, and do what matters, then eventually we'll find ourselves in a better place. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it is intentional work. It's deliberate work. That's why it always comes back to the individual of like yeah. filling your own cup because it's like as a collective, we need everybody, but the collective is made up of just individuals. Yeah. So if there's one just chink in the chain, if there's one weak link, like it's going to affect the collective. So everyone's got to do their own work to get there. It's true. And I think that therein lies too. Yeah. A lot of people expecting it. Even, yeah, even like dude. subconsciously. Like, in the defense l- mechanism. Because it's like that, 
that particular story, right? Of of my teacher trying to pull me aside and wake me the fuck up, yeah. essentially, was was just that, right? It was it was her trying to be like, hey, like quit playing victim. Yeah. Like your sister passed away. That's hard. Yeah. But like, let's go. You have an opportunity here. Yeah. To help others. That's basically what it came down to. And I and I, knew, and I kind of knew that's what she was going at, and I was like, fuck you for. Yeah, I had a very, very bad attitude because I mean, bad attitude, but at the same time, losing at 18 years old, your baby sister, who was a miracle baby, I might add with the the stress of the already family issues going on, like at 18, I mean, what 18 year old has the techniques and skills to emotionally regulate themselves during that tragedy? Very many. Right, like I, I, I would be able to do it, but like not many people would. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm close this window. No, so I, I think that's important to note that like, still giving yourself grace through that and understanding that like, well, you did what you could with those skill sets, but it also provides a good golden nugget of like, as we progress out in the world, we can only present people with opportunities to change but we can't actually change people. We can't actually heal people. Like that's an individual work, but we can present people with the opportunity to do it. Like the teacher did for you. Absolutely. I, I I do think that that's, yeah. Cause had she, I mean, that's the best way she could have approached. Right. Cause, cause, cause even if I had been in a good place, I was in a good place. I'm somewhat healthy. Right. Those words resonate. Like I definitely would have, would have been a different story right yeah. but if i had been in a good place and she had approached it differently and she was like hey like quit being a little baby you know <laughs> yeah. like if she had approached it a little more aggressive of course you're going to kick back against that regardless of what yeah. attitude you have so i think you're right depends on the presentation depends on the person giving the presentation to right mm-hmm. like i think that had an impact impact as well i think had like my brother or my father Especially my father. Had my father pulled me aside and been like, hey, Steph, this could really be a great opportunity for you mm. to fight the good fight for your sister, right? Yeah. That would have been a, a big impact too, right? So I, I, yeah. think, I think that it is obviously a lot to do with your attitude. It's a lot to do with I agree. There is actually, it reminds me something of I, something I read yesterday about basically like humanity and basically everything we're talking about and restrengthening people. And it says, um, if I can find this here, it says you have to empower the individual or he or she will rebel. You have to nurture the partnership or it will dissolve. You have to nurse the unit or it will split apart. You have to strengthen the network or it will crash. You have to serve the society or it will be overthrown. And it was basically the story of like, to create a new society, a better, more compassionate, more loving, what we all hope for, it requires that nourishment and that individual empowerment and that like, it's such a refined, complex process. But as you zoom out, it's such a simple process. I think that's, I mean, yeah, I think, I think the, the, sim- the more simple things and concepts in life are very complicated. Yeah, very yeah. Very complicated, which makes them yeah yeah i agree (laughs) yeah so send us in your questions if you have any well i'm trying to think because i'd love to i want to hear more about 
Put me on the hot seat. <laughs> Ask me anything. Well, real quick. Okay, let's recap here. So, Finders Fire, Attitude. I think, like, really um, just being there for others as they're going through their adversity and providing them with an opportunity to see the good in it from a very, but, like, neutral stand. That, that's a tough one, but from a very yeah. neutral standpoint. And on how quick. With you. Yeah, like we're all we're all in this together. Everything is going. Everyone's going through a battle you know nothing about. So it's like while you're going through your shit, also try to be supportive of others. Yeah, that's difficult. Yeah, is yeah. I mean, just talking about worsts. Yeah, yeah. Dude, tell me, tell me about. <laughs> Don't try too hard. I know. Well, because there's so many things that you've done. Yeah. That's one thing. This guy right here has gone on like 10 walkabouts. Dude, yeah. It's, um. Let me, let me ask this. Out of all the walkabouts that you've what is one that has been super impactful? And why was it so impactful? What did it do for you? Um, you know, there's been so many that have been impactful on so many different levels. There's a quote that says, like, when the when the dimensions of the mind are stretched it can no longer go back to what it was and i relate experiences as like mental dimensions and so when i go and have crazy experiences like living with the monks or moving to a different country or living with the homeless from an outsider's perspective perspective it's insane it's like he's lost his mind bro there's there dude there's there's like friends of mine that like work and stuff or like even like family members would be like yeah talon's doing that that. yeah why would he he go and do i'm like well because he doesn't want to be stuck in this bubble over here why do you think yeah, like he doesn't want dude, to be stuck Eric. in the monotony of this bullshit life that you're experiencing. You know, and that's what it is. He doesn't want to be is. in this nine to five that you're so content with. Dude, that's totally he what He wants it to is. fucking get out and have an experience and learn and grow. He doesn't yeah. want to be stagnant like you, you dumb fuck. <laughs> Thank Cause, you. Cause Thank no, you. Because everyone, everyone is like blown away by that, right? They're like, yeah. wait, so he doesn't have a job? Which no, is he a, doesn't have a job. He doesn't need one. Which is always perplexing at people's their reaction to what I do. Like the fact that they're so shocked shocks me. Cause I'm like, there's so much out there. Like we, we weren't meant to just come here and live this routine life and then die. Like we, I don't believe that. Like, I, I think we were, we're here on earth. I look at it as Taurus. We were placed here. We have a cosmic mission, right? But both before and after. So earth here, dude, it's a, it's just a stop on the tour. It's like you're visiting a city like Spain. And so what would I do if I were here? Well, I would explore, dude, and I would adventure and I would make connections and I would create memories and I wouldn't attach to things and I wouldn't take it so serious. And I wouldn't like... Dude, that's the thing that would drive me nuts. Like, okay, so this person that's talking to me, right, about how crazy talent is. Obviously, it's a specific person. (laughs) No, it's not as good. There there have been multiple. And this happens all the time. There have been multiple. There have been multiple people that are like... Like if you get brought up in a conversation, yeah. right? And then it's like, yeah, he's on the doing great. Like, <laughs> what do you, what do you mean? You know? And it, and it's funny. Cause like, it's almost the same way that people would ask me how my dad's doing, mm, you know? Like, cause my yeah, dad yeah. obviously spiraled, like went through some rough stuff, you know, lost his job. Yeah. Um, all, all because my sister passed away. Like a lot of, and there's, there's a lot to it. Yeah. A lot in depth. That's, We're going to have him on. The 
Morgan will be on this podcast. One hundred percent, and we're on about this to crack him. Yeah, he's gonna be falling like a little babe. No, <laughs> no, I. Um, but the reality is, yeah, people would, would would act that way, and it's more shocking to me that, like, I, I would be sitting there and they'd be like, yeah, all this stuff. Why isn't he like settling down? Why is he finding like a job, an occupation? Why is he finding a woman that he can get together with and settle down? I'm like, well, first off, can you show me this? this manual that you have yeah. because i don't have one and if you've got the best one apparently i need to read it because you well, if you know what this is what hey, we're supposed dude, to do and let me add for- something into that because i had this conversation yesterday with crew not only show me someone who has that manual but someone who's doing that show me someone who's truly happy that's where i was going with that show me someone who's truly happy doing that monotonous life dude that's exactly where i was going with that because it's like okay so you're telling me that what talent should be doing is graduating from, from school, mm-hmm. okay? So get some more debt, Talon. Yeah. Graduate from school with something that's going to just do absolutely nothing for, for you, except for check the box for an employer. Yeah. And then you're going to go ahead and go get a job where you're working from 8 o'clock to 5 o'clock with maybe an hour break in between. Maybe. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Working for somebody else's dream. Yeah. Right? So that mm-hmm. you can potentially one day when you're in your 50s or 60s have your dream. All the while, my soul is dying because I'm a creative soul that can't be in a cubicle. And also, even though this whole entire world we have access to with sometimes pennies on the dollar to travel, right? We want you to go ahead and stay within about a 10-mile radius. Go ahead and buy an apartment or a a house close by. Come into work. And that's that's your sphere of influence, about a 10-mile radius, bud. Yeah. That's life. Why aren't you doing that, Talon? Yeah. I'd be like, are you out of your mind? Listen to yourself. So you're telling me right now that have the complacency and live in this little bubble rather than go out and experience life? Yeah. Go out and experience what it truly means to like stand in the Sistine Chapel and smell the paints, right? Mm. What does it feel like to actually like go and experience life and yeah. down under, right? Yeah. Going to Sydney, yeah. going on cranes like a fucking dumbass. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Climbing pyramids in Egypt. Like... No, and it, that's what's crazy to me, right? Like, there is that divide where you've got people who are such so entrenched in their complacency and towing the line of this, this being a cog in the machine, essentially. Dude, totally. And then scowling and scoffing at others that want to have an actual impact in life. Yeah. Even if it's just on themselves to experience something well, and, it's the, and learn. Yeah, I've right. always found myself in the middle of the like crabs in a barrel analogy, right? Where it's like when you put a bunch of crabs in a barrel and one tries to climb out, the other crabs will actually grab it and pull it back in. <laughs> this is real. Yeah, dude. And it's, it's so because funny. if that crab can get out, then the other crabs know they can get out as well. And it's threatening to their safety. And so I've always been someone who I trigger people. Right. And that I, that's taken me a long time to understand because I've been misunderstood for a long time. And at first that hurt. That was like, I just want to be accepted. Please just take me in. Like, but then after a while it was like, I have a role here to play. And my role is to be so authentically myself that I remind other people that they're not being authentic. And so it triggers people when they see Talon traveling around doing the lifestyle they subconsciously want it triggers them because it lets them know, hey, I'm no better than you and I'm doing it, which tells me you can do it. And that is so triggering to someone's safety, right? Yeah. And so I attract a lot of projections. Some of them are really good of like, you know what, though? I love what you're doing. I'm going to follow. And some of them are, are really negative. 
What's yeah. interesting about that too, though, is that you that could be. I mean, there's obviously a lot of. I don't think it's just. Yeah. But I think you're right. I think there's that's the main reason why. Yeah. Right. It's because somebody's like, oh man, like almost envious in a way, right? Yeah. That's kind of what you're it's saying. It's very right? threatening. Yeah. It's threatening a little bit of envy, but I also think that it's it's very subconscious, right? Yeah. Because they're totally. in, in their mind, it's like, here I am. 32 years old like i'm speaking as somebody that is judging you mm-hmm. <laughs> 32 yeah. years old i've got two kids right i've got a family i'm taking care of. i'm working and providing a sustainable future for these kids of mine i'm working in a field that's going to benefit others right yeah so in their mind they're like hey i'm being a common mensch to society while this yeah. while this hoo-ha goes out and has a party yeah. Right, because they're, they're looking at you as having a party, basically. Yeah. Right, that you're not being responsible. And it jades them. And here's the reality. You know what? It could be a party for you, right? Yeah. Maybe you are having a blast. But the reality is, is those walkabouts that you went on. Dude, they're not easy. No, like that. And, <laughs> and, and somebody who hasn't traveled on their own, especially yeah. somewhere like Egypt. Dude, and I'm actually glad you brought that up because it's, that's the irony in it. Right. Is that that's like these deep experiences I have are anything but pleasant right and that's intentional like it's it's very intentional because that's how i go deeper with myself that's how again under pressure the true colors shine so i intentionally put myself through these experiences because i crave depth i crave it i need to know more like I know we're not here just to pay bills and live and have a job. I know that for a fact. So it's like, then what are we here for? And like, I crave those answers. Dude, I, and I don't need the answer, actually. That's the irony. But it's the seeking for it that like scratches that itch for me. Because like, there's got to be so much more. And, and quite frankly, I have compassion for people too, because society is designed to control us. It's designed to keep people in fear. So all these projections that I get, I have a lot of compassion now at this point because I'm like, you're just so deep in it that you're being inundated by all this fear. But if you can just step beyond that, oh, the whole world. That's the whole but, world. But that's the thing is that it's it's very fearful. Yeah, and a I lot think, of fear. But it doesn't take much. You know, it really does. It I doesn't. don't think it does. I don't think it takes much to break through that fear, but the initial getting your mind and yeah. ready for that. And I, and I think that plays into this whole entire thing we've been talking about in this podcast is just people that are struggling. Yeah. They're struggling because they know that they have to do. Yeah. And they, A, they don't know how maybe, right? I mean, I think it's a lot of different variables. Yeah. I don't think I know exactly what it is, but I, I think that there, it, it has a lot to do with it. I think that there's people that are desperate, desperate for, for truth yeah. and for genuine Genuine human sh- humanity, right? Yeah. I'm struggling for words Connection. There, but yeah, I think people yeah. are really looking for that because they've just kind of woken up and like, gosh, like, yeah. do I really want to work at this place yeah. for the rest of my life? Yeah. And I think that this creates a lot of issues. Um, obviously, if everybody had that mindset, the whole system would crumble and we'd yeah. probably be in a really tough place. I mean, China yeah. would be... Uh, It'd be absolute chaos. We'd be, we'd be singing the national anthem for China if that happened. Ha <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> yep, now we're going to be canceled. <laughs> Even though we haven't even started. God cannot be canceled. No, it's... um. Well, and I, and I think going back to the fear part, that's why I throw myself in these extreme walkabouts. It's actually part of it strategic. 
because I believe in burning the boats. I believe in a point of no return. So mm-hmm. I know that, for example, with the with the monks, what's like I wanted to add more meditation in my life and get deeper with myself. So what's more realistic? Me doing some meditation app every morning for 10 minutes, which I'll last for one week and then I forget <laughs> about it. Or literally committing myself by buying a one-way flight to a monastery, which no one's been allowed at, but somehow I finesse my way in. And then once I get there, I'm stuck with no technology, no return flight. It's a silent retreat. Like, do what I'm saying. I I push myself to a point of no return so that even if fears do come up, I have to face them. I don't have a choice. And I believe that's very strategic. That's so important. I, I think that's what creates a lot of homeless people. <laughs> Maybe, no, I'm just kidding. No, I think to an extent, right? To yeah. an extent. But you yeah. do have to be extreme. If you want if you want extreme results, you gotta provide extreme yeah. input. Like, yeah, and again, that's output, my personality. Like that's No, but but I, to piggyback off of that, I loved Dane Cook growing up. Mm. Loved Dane Cook. I thought he was the funniest guy ever. Because he was at the time, yeah. right? He was super popular. But there was an interview with him or something, or it was an article that I read at the time. And it inspired me because he said, he's like, you know, he's like, I knew. He's like, at the time, and I, I'm going to butcher this because it's a long time ago that I read this. He said something along the lines of, he's like, like yeah, I was in a shithole apartment. Like, I was, I was kind of going back and forth on this teeter-totter of you know, mm-hmm. comedy, stand-up, and my nine-to-five, right? Balancing life and all this stuff. And he's like, and finally, he's like, I realized that the only way that I'm going to be able to achieve my dream is if I put myself into a spot of desperation. Mm. He's like, and I have to go balls to the walls. Yeah. Like, he said that specifically. He's like, I've got to go balls to the walls with this. He's like, otherwise nothing's going to It's like, I feel like that's, that's how it is for everyone. Yeah. And, and he put emphasis on the fact that he, he did some stuff similar to like how you just described, right? Where he, he put himself in a situation where it was make or break. Yeah. And he, he put all of his eggs into the basket of comedy. Right? Yeah. He pursued that. And that's all he had at that point because it, 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 because of him eliminating outside distractions or, or things that people say is what you should be doing. Right. He got rid of all of that. It was like, okay, you either like pursue comedy or you die. Mm. Like he was that extreme. Yeah. Right. Like I either am the best at comedy. I go and I actually achieve my dreams here. He's like, or I die. Mm. And that's how he, that's how he presents. That's right? powerful. And it's like, I think that you do in some aspect, you have to have that kind of sacrifice in your life. You have totally. to know that that's the sacrifice and the payment for what it is you want. Yeah. But just know that that comes with some consequence, right? I'm sure that his family life struggled, Yeah. right? I'm sure that there's some other things that fell off on the wayside because he needed to achieve yeah. this greatness as a comedy, as a comedic. So I think that... Which is, like, okay, though, right? Yeah. Because it goes back to our conversation about balance, about how we obsess our culture about balance, and it it doesn't fucking exist. Balance doesn't really exist. And so it's, like, first getting rid of that belief. Balance doesn't exist. And then when you dive into certain aspects, then it is kind of, like, yeah, chaos for a while, but... Like it's, it's that devotion to that thing you want to do. And then you may have to jump around and family and work life and like, but like, I, I think like it, it's okay to question things and start to do things differently. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, word. Crazy. 
It is crazy. So coming coming full circle, like, you know, I hope this Sunday service podcast will give know. people some good laughs, but I, I hope it will yeah. also like really just inspire people to think differently and understand that it's it's okay. It's okay if people don't like you. It's okay if you're misunderstood. <laughs> like True. it's okay if you get cut out from your family it's okay if you're going through a divorce it's okay if your life's falling apart it's okay like it's I, okay. I, I just remember what i was gonna say before we wrap up here like it, it it's okay like you said to go to that extreme but i i think what's important if you you know that that's a formula that can't exist and work for you where you do drop everything to pursue that dream just make sure you understand what's going to be sacrificed in the meantime. Mm. And yeah. if it's important to you, like your child or your, your relationship with your spouse or significant other, just make sure you communicate with them. Right. Or make mm-hmm. sure you communicate with yourself. More importantly that, Hey, once I've gone through this, you know, and I've, and I've come out of this refiner's fire, I need to make sure that I, I do some triage. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Know thyself. And like, uh, Aubrey Marcus makes a good point of this, of how like, he talks about how balance is not about staying in the middle. He's like, it's actually about going to either side of the extremes, pushing it as far as you can without breaking, but then coming back and finding a new balance point and then resting, getting good again, and yeah. then pushing again. And no. so I, I think that's yeah. a very vital point to touch on. 100%. Well, and that's, like you said, balance doesn't exist. I, I think balance is really important but not fundamentally the definition of it, right? Like, yeah. like there is no like equilibrium in terms yeah. of 50% here, 50% here, 25, 25, 25, 25, right? Yeah. What it is, is it's a hundred percent while this one's starting to deteriorate and then coming back over to this one. The and, plates, and yeah. The plates, dude, yeah, Elder Bednar. You thinking about that in your head. <laughs> Shout out to Elder Bednar, one of the apostles of the Church of Jesus oh, Christ, oh, of Latter-day Saints. Oh, oh. <laughs> No, dude, he, he, he's, he said that though, right? He, he was talking about how like there was like this, uh, this clown or whatever and he had the plates and he spin them. I don't even know. Sticks that he has. Yeah. But he had like five or six of them, right? All over his body and he's like balancing these plates and they're spinning. But you'd have to go back to the one that he started with and make sure it keeps spinning. So each, each one he'd have to go back and make sure it, it keeps that velocity, right? Yeah. And I think that's that's the case. No, at no point is each one are each one of those plates spinning at the direct amount of oh. is it velocity? Yeah, or Let's momentum and like right. Yeah. So the same concept with life. Like there's yes, get that big plate to pursue that dream. Make sure it's spinning. But make sure that these other ones don't just crumble to the floor. Right. <laughs> but well, there's not a lot of touch points you have to do to keep those spinning. And and that's where you start to realize that life really isn't about balance in the sense of like time management but energy management it's about like focus right and so it's like when you're with your family be a hundred percent with your family no phone like be there a hundred percent but then when you leave and you go to hop on your podcast be a hundred percent in the podcast yeah and when you go to work to your job be a hundred percent in your job and i think that's the key that's the energy management of that like while you're there you're there you're present but then when you move to the next thing you switch and like it's this energy management rather than this perfect balance dude 100 percent. i mean 
that is dude that's that's such a great grain of wisdom because there's so many people that ellen sunday service who's, who's back Socrates at it again? i can't remember one of us was socrates I'll one was aristotle, aristotle. Okay, i think i'm socrates because my first name starts tonight wait give me the brief history again of aristotle and socrates who trained who and one was plato's uh, like mentor right <laughs> We're going to have to circle back to that okay, one. Okay, we're not going di- <laughs> to divert this podcast yeah, too I much. What I was going to say, though. Um, well, I can't even remember. What were we talking about? Just the wisdom of that, of the balance and the focus and the energy management. Yeah, and- yeah, yeah. Okay, so what I was going to say is that there's... When you're in one place and you're, you've got your mind elsewhere, that's where that uh, worry comes in, right? Mm, that's yeah. where uh, yeah. stress, the unnecessary stress comes in. Yeah, I know. I know. Is inappropriate. <laughs> that would be against the code of conduct of Sunday service. Service guys, we would never do such a thing. But it's true. Like, if you if you got your mind so many different places, and you can't just sit there and focus on the task at hand, bad things. <laughs> very bad things i don't know why i just thought harry potter ah, but, um, harry no it, it, it's a disservice to both parties for you you're mentally draining your energy by thinking about other things while doing something else like it's actually meant it takes more energy to do that and then at the same time it's a disservice to whatever project you're doing or whoever you're with because you're not there with them you're right. not giving it's that quality time that people crave that attention is energy and so yeah, I, th- I think focus and energy is a big part of it and coming full circle, like, be a good human. <laughs> I don't know. No, I think that was really, I, I think to, but that, that we started out conversation there for others if it's tragedy. Yeah. Right? Like, if you've yeah. got, if you have a friend that's gone through something really hard, don't be a douche. If you're really close with that person, don't be a douchebag and be like, "Hey, bud, yeah. how you doing?" Yeah, right. Like, just just be real. Be real, right? If you are really close to that person, though, we did we did kind of come to that conclusion. Like, if you have yeah. the right setting and it's one on one, obviously those that's probably the time to be like, "Hey, man, like, how are you doing?" Let's chat. But yeah. if you're not close to that person, don't even yeah. try to attempt to have that conversation. So it's a simple formula then. It's really just being really authentic and like knowing your place and like yeah. know thyself. Know thyself. Know thyself. Literally. That's it. Well, so. hopefully that was helpful, everybody. Yeah. Like all all two of us. Follow us. <laughs> rate and review us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Like, subscribe, um, hit that button. At the if you right. felt the Holy Spirit just purging through your veins, just know that was because of Sunday service. With talents. La. <laughs> All right, please. <laughs>